Yo, this is Cash from Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I've gotten a lot of people asking questions about starting a podcast. Well, look no further. Download the Anchor app. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that help you edit the podcast right within the app or on the computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to several different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Now to the money. You guys like money, right? Well, Anchor can make you money from your podcast with minimum listenership. I said enough. Go download the app. It's free. Anchor app. Or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, and anybody who does not live under a rock, that song lets you know what we about to start this thing off with right now, the hottest show in the world, on the hottest podcast in the world. That podcast is Don't Don't Sleep Sleep on the Couch. Yeah, so... I mean, go ahead and lead the way, man. Uh, you you got us here on the emergency pod in the it's, middle of the week. It's an emergency. <laughs> I call Cash. I said, Cash, we got a pod midweek. It's just too much going on. I'm still wiping the cold out my eye. Listen. <laughs> and this it, Negro calling me up like, we got to do emergency pod. At six, something. Had to let him know. But look, y'all, if you don't know by now, if it's your first time listening, it's your man, Hadrico. I'm here with my other co-host. It's your boy, Cash. Let's get into it, man. Real quick, we're going to make sure we do this right. Our third host, he's taking care of a world in Africa, Africa, Africa. Yeah, because we didn't shout him out to a minute 47 in the last one. so He felt a little certain way about that. Yeah, so. he, he made a comment about it. Big Frank, chat. you know, you are missed. Yeah, we do need that Southern charm, you know, so... But so yeah. okay, that's enough. We did yeah, yeah, right, right, right. enough, enough about Frank. Be, oh, enough about Frank. Let's, be back get, in 45 let, days. Let's, let's get back down to the business. First off, Game of Thrones. You, you waited for two years, and you kept telling yourself, like, man, they better bring it. Man, they better bring it. And I ain't going to lie, Cash, after the first two episodes, I was like... You, you was on the fence. Yeah, I'm you like... You was on the fence. You couldn't I, wait. I, I, I can't stop watching, because I've been in it so long, but, like, you kind of let me down. They had to build you up. They had to build you up to this. They had to build you up to episode three. And, I mean, this was like Christmas when you got the one gift you thought you wasn't going to get. And Mom Duke surprised you and gave it to you. Hey, man. It's so so many things, so many theories I got. But we got so little time because we could be here all night. Yeah, we're we going to try to get over Game of Thrones. We're going to get it in. Try to go. We're going to strike fast like Arya. You know, speaking, yeah. speaking of Game of Thrones. And we're going to get it in. First off, what did you think about the entire episode as a whole? As a whole, man, uh, I was glued to my seat for for minute one all the way through, man. I I, I just couldn't walk away, man. Uh, every everything that happened, uh, you know, I just I was a little disappointed in uh, certain things that happened, but I think it was probably because the writers were trying to not give us what we thought we were going to get. Well, I definitely think they were doing that. To me, the the episode built in the beginning when you when you saw T- Tully's hands. He was shaking. 
he made me feel like I was about to get some dragon glass and kick some ass. I didn't know what was going on. And the only part that I don't get, the Dothraki, the baddest warriors in the land, Man. got to be the dumbest warriors in the land because all them lights of flames and swords. Well, I thought it was on and popping once they came. Man, I'm like, man, they going up. They already crazy. Now you adding fire? Oh, it's going down. Yeah, yeah I'm going to tell you what went down. The Dothraki. They just went into the darkness and then it was just flickering. It was like you wait to the last couple people who popping fireworks on the 4th of July. You know it's coming to an end. But here's my question. Where the hell did the red woman come from? I have no idea. I mean, she just ride in the just, middle of the night. She just came out of nowhere right before the battle. And, and and who did? How did she get past everybody? Like, what angle did she come from? Listen, like, she, it, it seemed like she came. <laughs> the Lord of the Light gave her away, but she came. And honestly, if you think about it, she played a huge role in this episode in so many different. Facets. And it's very small pieces in which she came about, but then she came and, and went. And she and but when she came, she left a mark. So we get into the episode. Daenerys, she couldn't sit there. She's like, I gotta go help my people. I think that was strike number one. If you ever thought that uh, Daenerys or Jon was gonna be the one that killed the Night King, that was that was where you kind of had tipped your hat. They tipped your hat as far as uh, that not being so because she aborted the plan minute five into the battle. Minute five in the battle, <laughs> she's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. She wanted to go out there and put flames on people. So. When they started fighting back and doing some things and and they got close to the wall and they finally had to light that trench. And I thought, okay, they got them stopped. But then they started sacrificing their own body so they can make a bridge of people, of dead dead White Walkers. Man, I, I said, uh, yeah, it's, it's about to be a wrap here. So at this point, I'm thinking, yeah, somebody finna die. One, one of our favorite characters is about they to, got go. to go. Ain't no way. Ain't no way once they, uh, ain't no type of defenses gonna stop what's about to happen right now so at first i'm like okay well they, when they start coming across the flames i'm like okay it's getting bad but you know they still got the castle mm-hmm. how they gonna get up the wall from the windows to the wall oh. <laughs> all the white walkers crawled oh i mean they were everywhere man they yeah. were coming in fighting and going in and you know you had jamie lance out there fighting one hand brian on tap she was getting ran through more than than than, than people should be so ran through. So you know through. I struggle with names, man, because there's so many of them. The big woman. No, no, no. I ain't even getting with the big woman. Well, you can call him a woman. The one that keep getting everybody killed. Fat boy. Oh, no, that's Tully. Tully. That's- oh, Tully got on my damn nerve. He got He got my man from the Ninth Watch killed. He almost got somebody else killed. But he still was kind of putting in work. He was a chubby assassin. I, I don't recall him putting in no work. Oh, so I didn't see no kills, but... I, no, he had, a, he had a couple kills. I, 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 I may have to re-watch again, but yeah, it yeah. looked like from season one on, you know, until now, all he's been doing is letting folk take the listen, the brunt of it, you know what listen, I mean? Listen, he got some kills, you know, he got his little boot thing down in the crypt, so he had to do something. Now, to me, the coldest fight scene... Besides the dragons, I mean, let's be for real. Yeah, the dragons. Was that dope. dragon fight scene was co- was slapped unofficially one of the cold blessing I seen. But when Arya was fighting them White Walkers on the on like the the bridge, she was putting in work, bro. Yeah, man, she was on like, and then even when she was in the in the um castle or whatnot, like she was on her fucking Metal Gear Solid creeping shit, like she was just 
sniping shit out. And um, Aria was on. Listen, her assassin. Like you her, know who all should the skills, be afraid. All the skills she built up over the years that she's been honing, like yeah. since season one, all came to fruition. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna give y'all a Game of Thrones prediction for future episodes that may never happen. Her little boyfriend Gidry, the man that just took her virginity. Oh yeah. Oh, he better not ever get no bastard. Cause Arya killing you and her, and ain't nothing you gonna do about it. Hey, you see that one meme where it said with, with good D a duty. Boy, I'm telling you what, <laughs> she got a double double. She was out there serving people, but there was some some cold blooded pure gangster moments when the White Walk when his like main lieutenants was walking through. I was like, oh yeah, it's over. All right, speaking of the White Walkers, they didn't really get too much play. Like as far as. Fight. All we saw was the minions, you know. Well, because you know, like, well, and when you when you look at any war or battle, how many times you see the generals? True that, but like, I mean, they but, don't have seat. They didn't have seat span back but then. But all these years of build up, you kind of wanted to see what they can do in battle. Also, the Night King too. Like, they had some significant moments where he he walked through the fire. Where he was like, oh shit, now he can walk through fire. So first off, come on, man. So when. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when, when, when Danny saw him, Daenerys, and she said, the Karas, and that dragon lit him up, she just knew he was going to be dead. But I don't even, did you, you see the shock on her face? Did you see the, <laughs> did you see the smile on his face? Go back and watch it. Dude was like, <laughs> you thought you had something. And Jon Snow ran up on him. And I'm like, okay, it's about to be this epic battle. And this dude said, okay, I got a trip for you. And, and raised, raised the every- dead. And then I was like, hey, man, John, it might, this is where, I mean, if you're going to die, you can go out and, and give a valiant effort and nobody will be mad at you. Everybody will actually love the way you went out. Because you if went out trying to fight the night. you went out like a G. Speaking of somebody who went out like a G, baby girl, you know, I don't know names. Um, Help the, me out. L- Lily or Momot. Listen, oh, when, that dra- when that giant slapped her the first time, I about fell out laughing. <laughs> I was like, how did you find some comedic relief? This is a 10-year-old little girl who got... It's like when you when you test your mom in the grocery store and she told you no. She just slapped the little girl gone out of the way. Then, like a Jito, she got up, screamed, full tantrum tantrum, ran up in the giant. He said tantrum tantrum. Yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> Temper tantrum. Yeah, listen, we ain't never said that perfect English. Full tantrum tantrum. She ran up on the giant. The giant picked up, and I'm not sure if he was going to eat her. Crush her or do whatever. He did crush her. He did. Yeah, he crushed them ribs. He crushed them ribs. So I'm, you know, still, I know for a fact they had to still let her do what she had to do. Because I thought she was about done when the ribs got crushed. Yeah, when her, listen, when your ribs get crushed, I don't know how much more, how much more, 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 I don't know if I got the arm swing and the strength to to get that. But she went for a rat rat in the eye. She said, I bet you see this. Straight up, straight up G. So yeah, she definitely had it. She She definitely had had the G move. But probably, I mean, you know, Aside from Arya, she had the best kill. Let's just get to it. Did you think Arya was going to come out of nowhere? Yes. And here's why. The entire time she was trying to get... That was the plan. To me. Or whatever. Because they were luring uh, the Night King to Bran. So, for me, I thought it was either going to be her or Jon. And John was too busy playing with the dragon, but I saw the thing that you sent with the little conspiracy theory that he was like trying to talk to her, and like th- there's a lot that you can get into. Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there as far as uh, you know what was really happening on the episode, um, but you know. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you something that I did. You know, 
seeing how around this time in the NBA, you get people who win awards. So I decided that the Game of Thrones people should win awards. We should have MVPs of the season. So I took the time to make a list. Can I share it with you? Go ahead. Go ahead. So, and I'm going to make it an NBA theme as we get ready to transition to NBA. First off, the sixth man of the year in the Game of Thrones has to be the Hound and Grey Worm. They both played significant roles, but yet weren't starters when it got real. (laughs) I can see that. The rookie of the year. It goes to Leona Mormont, the young girl, 10 years old. Has to. She's the rookie of the year. Has to. Defensive player of the year, John Ramamai. He fought to save Daenerys' life when she was out there with no dragon. His defense was impeccable, and he's a friend zone champion. He is. He has to be. I've never seen anybody in the friend zone develop a game with such. He did. He definitely did. So, the most improved player on Game of Thrones. Listen, man, it has to go to Pod the Rod, man. This guy played a huge role in this show, and he really stepped up from where he was. Coach of the year, the Red Woman. Yeah. She made she was making small plays. adjustments. She was making plays that out made there. things happen. She was calling it out, man. Listen, the regular season MVP, Jon Snow. Absolutely, regular season. Comeback player of the year, Theon Greyjoy. Hey, man, yeah. He, After all the crap he did, he finally made himself some type of comeback. So I give it to Theon. And how, last, yeah, how he went out, how he went out was probably second, second behind. Yeah, but he not real, real quick before we go to the MVP, Theon. This is a what the hell were you thinking moment? So I knew you realized you was gonna die, and you had the little spear. But you ran at the Night King with that dry ass spear. You couldn't have put some flames on it, a little fire to it. He, nothing. He just he just was running to die. Like he did he didn't try nothing different, nothing, no move. It was just he didn't think the Night King was just gonna let you run up on him. Man, look, let's sum this all out. I'm about to give the most obvious. League, real, and finals MVP, Arya Stark. Yeah. I mean I have she, no arguments with that. She hit him with the one two. Yeah. And that's the same. And she used that move before, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the last but not least, and this is probably the worst reward you can get, but the most useless character of the show, Bran. Man. Bruh, I think Bran got narcolepsy because he slept the whole episode. episode. I think think something that he did during this episode may come back in future episodes. It has to. What, he got sleep apnea or something? I don't know. Where where did he send the raven? Like, listen. Where did... what happened that with the Ravens? The, the Ravens was flying. I was trying to follow, like, they went to where Baltimore. these Ravens... I was paying close attention to where these Ravens are going because something's going to happen as a result they of They went Ravens. to Baltimore. Nothing nothing ever happened. I don't know where they went. Yeah. The birds fly south for the winter. I mean, it was like, winter is here. We got to yeah, go. They, they but that's it, y'all. That's your award winners for the NBA style when you related to the Game of Thrones. Shout out to my man, Ross. He helped me out with that. Now... NBA, man, let me. No, nah, we we can't bring it in like that. If we're gonna bring it in NBA. We gotta bring it in right. Let's bring it in the right way. That's man. it. This telecast is brought. Now nah, I'm just playing. Listen, 
any copyrights or blah 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 blah, you will get your yeah. ass sued. So use it on instrumental bass. Hey, man, I remember when this little instrumental used to come on and uh, was watching the game back uh-huh. in the '90s, early 2000s, boy. Get you hyped. You knew, you knew what's going on. And but all you was waiting on was the Chicago Bulls take on the New York Knicks, which yeah. we all knew was a waste of time because Jordan was going to win anyway. Oh, uh, man, it's petty, you know. But we'll see how you talk next year when Katie and Kyrie in New York. Okay, dreaming, talking. Anyways, NBA playoffs. Let's start. I'm going to give you a game. I'm going to give you the series standings. You tell me who wins it. What surprise you? Go. Philadelphia Raptors. 1-1. Going to Philly. Uh, the Raptors are still going to win that series, but it's going to be it's going to be really tough because when you was watching the game, both of the uh, first two games, they are playing defense out there. And I think that uh, if Philly can find a way to stop Pascal, sock him, sock him, sock him. If they can find a way to sock stop him, him uh, and limit him, because he's, shit, I just read a stat that they're accounting for damn near 66 points uh, of Toronto's points. If he they can really... find a way to stop him and neutralize and kind of keep everybody on their their regular points per game as far as the, all the other starters and, and other guys, I think Philly has a legit chance to win however comma you know even though joel i mean i think he had two field goals the last game you know whatever his injury is man it's, it's starting to really creep up and i don't know as this series goes along that he won't miss one game or he just won't be effective like if, if he's gonna oh, he'll, only- definitely, he'll definitely miss the game it wouldn't be joel and beat if he didn't miss the game the thing is philly won that second game and kudos to philly they, they just played harder but no jimmy butler went crazy and i'm not saying jimmy can't do can, that he, but he can't i don't see jimmy butler doing that he has to three games in a row but it, look, what i'm saying is the demeanor he came out with like we're not going to lose this game i'm going to lead us is what he has to do but how long you think before um, Toronto says, okay, you want to go crazy? Kawhi, go handle that. I, I think it will be – I think it won't happen, actually. I think if they do say Kawhi, go handle that, it would probably be in the fourth quarter because, believe it or not, Kawhi is their primary scorer right now. Not believe it or not, obviously. But he yeah, is – Yeah, because, you know, because you don't know what you're going to get from Kyle. Yeah, he, he gave he gave 20, 20 points, points yeah. last game and they and they lost. But that's not really his game. He likes to do other things. So, who you got? you got? You got the Raptors? I still got the Raptors. I and how many? The Raptors, uh, seven. I got the Raptors in six. I won't, it won't go seven games. You think they're going to close out in Philly? I think the Raptors win game three. I think the Sixers lose game four. They lose both at home. They win one in, in the north, but then the Raptors come back and finish this thing up. Yeah. We the north. Next game, what you got? We got, uh, we'll save, save the best for last. So we'll go real quick over, uh, Denver and Paul, Portland. You know, unfortunately, this is the best boring series of the playoffs. You got two great teams, but nobody gives a damn. And it's and it's because they're new blood. But man, if you're not watching, staying up late to watch those games, man. Like I said, man, Jokovic. So you, it's real. I'm telling you, man, that MVP in the future. I'm not saying it's that still shit. crazy, but he's real. But I'm not the only one saying it. Who? Who I'm else? not the only one Who saying else? it. People with credentials, who, man. Who, who, Bigger, better credentials who? than me as an NBA listen, analyst. Listen, 
He ain't ain't nobody said that, y'all. He lying. They are. All right, man. I'm going to send you a few videos just to prove you wrong. But okay. what I'm saying is, prove our listeners wrong. The dude, the dude is scoring with such. He's ease. nasty. He has a he has a great game. Um, he's actually better than I gave him credit for. League MVP. I just don't see that in the future. In the future, I don't see that being a center. Those days of Shaq doing stuff like that. I don't, you know, I don't think that's happening. But, yeah. but we shall see. Um, who oh, wins the series? I got poor. I'm still gonna pull for Portland just because I think Dane will be able to get it together in time. Uh, but that Denver team is... You know, I originally picked Portland. But then when I watched that first game and I watched how fairly easily Denver won that game, I got to ask myself two questions. Question number one, is this series over? And question number two, was this just an effect of Portland getting that first game in that in that um altitude? I just think it was just coming down off of the big win. Uh in Game Five with OKC, all the hype and all the drama that went a, went along with that series, and then coming into this one, I think it was just one of those games where I mean Portland played minimal defense and, and Denver as well. So I think if they can somewhat bring some resemblance of a defense to Denver uh, tonight, I believe they play tonight. Yeah, they get in tonight. Game yeah. two goes tonight. I, I think they should be in able Denver. to even it up if. Uh, so what happens if Portland goes down two zero? They went to. I think it's. I think they went to in Portland. I do too. I do think this series is going going to go seven games. Um, Just due to the inexperience of both teams, not really. Yeah, and they're playing for a consolation prize because the NBA championship is happening, which we'll get to in a minute. It's already happening right now. Um, who's going to win the title? Yeah, the conference finals is happening right now. The uh, whole thing. Yeah, and, and we'll get to that. We'll save that one for last. So next up, that gives us Boston and. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I got so, you. Boston comes out, gets a win. Milwaukee comes back, blows them out. Who you got winning? I got Boston winning. Boston did exactly what they needed to do. Come into Milwaukee and steal a win. That's all you want to do as a road team. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll remain consistent. I still say Boston, uh, but my bracket says the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, <laughs> things have changed. Yeah. When we did the bracket... Kyrie was cooking like this. Boston still looked like Boston. And like they were just sleepwalking through things. And you didn't know whether things would click. Well, it clicked in the first round for me. It clicked in game one. Uh, however, you know, I picked Milwaukee for a reason. But if they if they win, I won't be surprised at all. At all. Uh, just I, I got Boston not only winning this one. I got Boston going to the NBA Finals. Really? Um, yeah, I got Boston going to all the way. They're they're loaded from top to bottom, and they have depth. If they play together, they have a very solid coach in Brad Stevens. They get through this one, which they will. Um, I don't think Philly will beat um, Toronto. And as good as um, Kawhi is, I don't think the Raptors have enough one through five to beat them. Because Mark Gasol, it doesn't even seem like he's Mark Gasol anymore. No, he's he's definitely Mark is about our age now. He's about 36, 34, 36, something like between that that range. So he's he's older for the the weight and the, can you, the amount can you of years he's like, played. Uh, you, just, you didn't have to put my age out there like that though. Ah so, uh, man, I mean, we washed man. So I mean, I have no no right. problems uh, telling everybody that. But I, I think that uh, if Toronto and I have Toronto ultimately getting into the finals. Uh, yeah, they can't trot Mark Gasol out there. Not with that death lineup. That Hamptons Five or whatever they call them yeah. now. And that brings you to the last series. Houston 
Golden State. You had Houston, didn't you? I did not. I have Golden State, uh, just like everybody else. That Golden has State's a brain. Golden State is ridiculous. Like they the can man for real, because you can get it. Anybody can get it from anybody on that team. Now Draymond Green, who actually looked like a relic during, looked like he looked like himself. He, he started himself. to look like Draymond Green again. Then, like full the, shred. The thing that uh, the thing that Golden State is doing a, l- a little bit different, or going back to is they're getting him into the game first. The first play of the game was a set for Draymond. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So they got him going first. So and that's the exact thing you want because KD, Steph, Clay, they all going to get theirs whenever they get theirs. That you don't ever have to I'm worry not gonna about. Even, I'm not even going to refer to him as KD anymore. I'm just when you start talking about them. Mm-hmm. He's a bro, he's a goat right now, bro. Oh, uh, he's the greatest of this time right now. And honestly, I'm, I'm going to drop a bomb. There's nothing he can't do. So As great as Michael Jordan is, scoring-wise, I think KD is part, He's up to that level. How do you stop him? Yeah, and he got dog in him. And he got dog in him. So the only, and I think the, the craziest thing is, Offensively this isn't, defense. yeah, and defense, he plays, yeah, he's but, above average but, but he's not a Michael Jordan type defender. But I give him great. Yeah, he's an above-average defender. To me, he surpassed LeBron far and far. He has, and the thing is, he's playing like this with a team that he doesn't have to shoulder the brunt of the responsibility. Can you imagine if he had to shoot it more? Man. So he got another level when you When you got a person who plays and when they shoot, you automatically feel like it's going in, you know you're on the right track. Listen, this series with Houston is over. I got Golden State in four. I got them in five. I think Houston wins game three. I think they lose game four for the same reason they have gotten to the playoffs and the same reason they've played all year. They're going to shoot themselves the fuck out of the game. And the thing is... I can see five. If they don't win three, it's open four. Yeah. So, I think they win game three. But here's the thing, man. The everything that we all love about Harden's game and how they ISO ball with him and Chris Paul at, at times is the same reason why they cannot beat Golden State. Because, because Golden State executes when it's time to execute. They run plays when it's time to run plays. You don't know if it's going to be KD. You don't know if it's going to be Draymond. You don't know who's going to get that ball, who's going to cut, who's going to get a backdoor easy layup. They create easy shots, and it doesn't have to be a home run three. Bruh, it's not just the three. They ain't getting to the basket. Iguodala, like, he back in Arizona, man. He looking young, spry, and healthy. I mean, you got Iggy. You got Draymond. You got Goatman. Goatman. I mean, you got Clay. You got Steph. I mean. What you? What are you going to What are you gonna do you when they play, sound, they play sound and basketball? You got to pray about it. Yeah, you, you have to play sound basketball, too. So, it's great. As what D'Antoni has introduced to the NBA and that running gun style, it does not win you championships. They, I don't know what they need to do, but I know it needs to be a little bit more tailor made to traditional basketball half court sets. The closer they got to have five to like six, five to ten plays that yeah, they can get a They plays is how to get a three point shot. They have a playbook, and it now, comes do they back utilize to, it. No, no, but. They need he need to dig deep in them archives to see what he has because all of these games to me are going to be close into the fourth quarter and you have to execute. Like I said, it, they can do whatever they want. Golden State wins it four games, I think possible five. Um, I got Golden State winning it all. 
and I got them beating Boston in six. Do you give a damn about all the whining that occurred at the game one? So Harden and Paul both kick their legs out to me when you take that shot. So it's not a natural look. Am I saying they were never fouled? No, they were fouled on some plays. On that last play, no, I'm not going to give you that one because Harden has been getting calls all year long. You can find means of fake Harden fouls. I mean, this guy has been selling it all year long, and the one time you do it, you don't get it, and now you have a tantrum tantrum. I got to hear a word go again. <laughs> um, but you know what's funny, though? Game two, I feel like they was calling too much. But I think the NBA yeah. was trying to appease Houston, and Golden State had multiple fouls, and Houston still lost. What is that telling you? You're just not good enough. Yeah, not to me, man. It's just like, yes, I saw the, that they, they were fouls in game one. Absolutely. Like, he wasn't flailing or doing none of that stuff in, like, at least three of the, the fouls I saw on Clay. Second half, he's overcompensating for the fouls that he doesn't get. So, he's sick of kicking people, and now it looks even worse to the refs who already were not calling it. So, now you, you know. You make them not want to call them it. You're making them not want to call it because you're just exaggerating the the foul effort. So and then somebody made a good point when they got the one call they did get. Chris Paul, for you to be up celebrating because they made a call, that's a slap in the face of the referees. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be careful when you do that because at the end of the day, you can love them, like them, or hate them, but you need them dudes to make the right calls. And when you do stuff like that and you upstage them like that in their face, ain't no telling how it's going to backfire on you. Yeah, I mean, and Golden State, this is, like I said, man, it's two of the whiniest teams. In the league, with the most talent in the league, and all they do is whine. Real quick, every single call, like it gets on my nerves. Like just, just go. Hoop. Just play ball. Now this wasn't on the list, but I'm just gonna throw this in because we talk about it. Is at what point do we come underneath the rock and realize that we've been giving Chris Paul a pass for not getting nothing done? Oh no, I ain't never been giving him a pass. Well, what I'm saying is, that, you that's know, a whole. Like, people talk about other people and they get he on the them, best but, point guard. Yeah, but, but at the end of the day. God. You you ain't getting nothing done. You 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 know maybe you getting something done in your insurance commercials. Maybe you working there, but it's not working here in the NBA. Chris Ball has really, if you really think about it, has done nothing in the playoffs. No, nope. What has he done? Period. Oh, his stats speaks for itself. Man. He's got good stats. He's a decent player, but when you start talking about the greats, I don't think of Chris Paul. Even the great point guards. That I consider great point guards, they've all gotten at least to the finals and been, you know, a main cog in that effort. But if you think about it, every time in the playoffs, especially when crucial moments, Chris Ball, Chris Paul gets small. He gets small. Or he turns the ball over. I haven't forgot when he was in LA and he had that crucial turnover, dribbling off his legs. Yep. Uh, when the ball was in his hands, he just, you know, defender just made a better play. And then now this, you know, last year what saved him is he got hurt, you know. So they're going to say, hey, they, we would have won with Chris Paul. But he was balling in that series. So this series so far, he hasn't, I don't think he's been pedestrian, but I haven't felt his impact on the game. Um, aside from like maybe that, that second quarter mm-hmm. where he kind of kept he had the a nice tempo. Little spurt. Yeah, yeah, he kept the tempo going or else in game one they would have been done uh, had he not done that. But. I mean, I just his imprint and James' imprint has to be on the game, and it has to be offensively, because I at this point James ain't gonna be able to carry the load alone. 
and Chris has to step up his offensive output for them to even have a fighting chance to get this to six or seven. But, yeah, there's a few cats out here that, that get a pass. Uh, Chris Paul is definitely one of them, man. He does, but, you know, that's enough NBA talk. We'll let the games do the talking for us. What we got next on time, man? Man, so I finally had time to sit down and listen to Schoolboy Q, man. I've been waiting for this album Shit, damn near two and a half years, and uh, man, I gotta say, man, uh, let me let me jump in, let me surprise you. Oh, you listen? Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know. Oh, you mean it's a home? Oh yeah, oh, me, and, awesome. me and Q, you know, we, I, you know, I put him on some rotation. I gave him a couple plays. I right, this your first time listening. It's to my him? first time listening to okay. him. Okay. Um, you know, if we was the source, you know, five mics being the best, one mic being the worst, I. Give him about two and a half mics. Two and a half mics. Um, the album didn't move me. You know, of course, you know, the chopsticks, you know, that's to me that's yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a commercial joint. And Traveler Scott is hot, so that name kind of carries it. Um, some of the other tracks that he had, I did feel they, they were decent. I just didn't feel like, you know what, I'm listening to this and this is gonna make me want to be a fan. This is gonna make me say, Hey, I wanna be down with Schoolboy Q. Um Yeah, so but but yeah, man, like I said, this is uh, going to definitely be a grower for me. If not, I'm probably not going to mess with it too much. And typically with me, when I'm listening to stuff, if, I, if, it don't ca- if it don't capture me the first few times I listen, I'm probably not going back to it. So if I had to go off a couple songs that I would say that, you know what, they had something going for them. You know, they, they were going. I actually did like the Crash song. I did think that it was pretty decently put together. Um, I like I like his flow to me seems like he's trying to do a mix of what these young kids are doing now, but he's still trying to keep some of some of that past spice. Um the song floating with 21 Savage, I mean I know a lot of people were feeling it. I, I really didn't. No. Like I feel like it didn't hit the ma- it didn't hit the mark for me. You know, when you start getting these speeches with these artists, when I can't tell number one whose song it is, that's a problem for me because you as the, as this being your album. He needs to compliment what you're doing. And your delivery and your style compared to the way 21 Savage goes, I felt like there was a const- they were contrasting. So, therefore, I don't know whose song it was. Yeah. For me, like like I said, man, a lot of the sounds that he did try on here or the features he had, has on here, it sounds like those guys' lane. So, the Kid exactly. Cudi, that's Kid Cudi's lane. Floating, even though I've heard Schoolboy on these type of beats before, 21 comes in and steals the show. So, like... A lot of these joints, man, he doesn't even have the best verse. Like on Water with Lil Baby, he that's doesn't have the best verse on there. So that's what I'm saying. That's and why I would say two mics because you, you basically, I think you had a decent product. But for a first time listener of Schoolboy Q, I'm looking to hear Schoolboy Q. And that's, and that's real. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? I can't butter you up and be like, oh, I can give you all the highlights. If this is your, um, the first introduction... It has to speak volumes. And for me, I'm like, ah, this isn't it. Like, there's a, there's albums that are it for me. And then you, but you know it off the back. Like, you don't have to to try. The main artist carries the album. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in this case, these features save the album. Now, the song Die, Die With Him, I feel like that was a pretty yeah. decent song. I can really rock with that one. I like what he did with it there. So there is something worth listening to. But is it gonna be on the Hadrico playlist? Yeah, it, like I don't know. Like man, nobody has. There's probably one guy that has dropped something that I've listened to the whole thing over and over and over with this year, 
um, and that's uh, a day. But I'll get into that later. But like, even I'm talking about the big guys that everybody looks for, like the two chain rapper go to the league. I was. I just want to say for the record, and since we talking about music, man. Two Chains to me is the funniest rapper. Oh yeah, the punchlines have been dying like, all the time. I actually love to hear his records, not because he's a lyrical mo- the, machine. I, he is. He is lyrical. He he's lyrical in a comedic way, but he ain't, he doesn't. But mean he ain't to trying be, to be. Funny. He ain't trying to be. He funny. ain't trying to be funny. So I believe I think he has a great delivery. Um, some of these other people that are coming up in, in, in the music game right now that are doing some things. Travis Scott is really taking the, the music world by storm. Whether you like it, love it, or hate it, he's a force to be reckoned with right now. So, so I'm expecting another album from him that should be good. I mean, but yeah, man, I hate to hate to run through it. So uh, just a few few recent joints that came out that y'all should go check out: uh, Bum B and Static Selector. Good song. I still have not gotten through that entire project, but uh, what's another one to to get to? I probably say anything with Griselda. Conway, Benny, and the rest of them boys, if you into hardcore East Coast rap and that greedy shit that, and you don't want to dance and throw your hands up, that's exactly for you. So those are the, the joints I've been riding to. Uh, Boogie from LA, everything's for sale. And it's a few others, man, but these are the, the ones that I've been going through the rotation. Unfortunately, Schoolboy, the, the few tracks that I did like on there, uh, standout tracks for me. Definitely have to be, uh, like you said, Crash. It'd have to be Floating. I did actually like Floating, but mainly because of the 21. Uh, the 21 bird. Right. 5200, that bangs. Uh, and Num Num Juice. <laughs> and it sounds you know, crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't listen to Num Num Juice because it was called Num Num Juice. I'm not. I, I, it's no, just, if, he, if he's rapping, he's rapping on there. You know what I'm saying? So. And then Gang Gang for me. Everything else, Chopsticks, giving the right environment, partying and stuff like that. That's it's the commercial. That's what joint. it is. You know what and I'm listen, Schoolboy Q, listen, if you're listening, man, we love you to come to the show, man. Talk to us about it. And let us know some of your vision, man. That's to anybody, man. We, listen, we always looking for guests. Come on out. You know, get off your couch. Come sit on ours for a little while. Like I said, man, I, you know, I'm a, he's my favorite artist in TDE as far as. Mm-hmm. Just how he keeps it, everything fun and you know and joking and not never too serious with his raps, but he, you he, you believe what he's saying in his raps. But this one, it, it wasn't it for me right now. Maybe it'll grow on me, but I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it too much to be to be honest. Even with a slow music year so far, but the good thing about it is it may it may grow on me because there isn't a whole lot of people that I've really been looking forward to. So. I mean, sometimes you got to dig in the weeds and a week isn't even nearly enough. And sometimes you, know you, you got to hear that song at the right time in the right situation. Yeah, so that's all and what you music hope, is. And you got to hope it catches you. And yeah. I think it's definitely an album that if you just, maybe you give another try, you catch that right mood. It can grow yeah. in you. Perfect example. Uh-huh. The Bun B and the Static Selector. It was raining last weekend or whatever. I threw that on. It had nothing but break beats and old school, you know, old school 80s. And that's what Bun B's going to bring to you, though. That, and that's why and he I, was killing it. I've liked Bun B. Since days of UGK. Yeah. So, um, a lot of great stuff going out of good music. But that's good. You know, I feel you on that. Yeah, man. So, I mean, we can go on and on and on, man. But, you know, at about this time, oh, oh, you know what time it is. Oh, wait a, wait, a, wait a minute. Listen. We're not called Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast for a reason. So, uh, we got to make sure that we, we got to make sure that we show some love 
to the ladies. You gotta set the tempo, man. It's that time of the show where we change gears. No more sports. No more Game of Thrones. We talking about love, baby. The things that you need to keep you off the couch. Some say it might be time. Some say it might be gifts. Some say it may be acts of service. And some don't have a damn clue. But that's why we're here. So we can make sure that you don't sleep on the couch. So with that, Keith, let's bring in tonight's topic for the ladies. All right, ladies. So um, we had this one uh, from a female listener. So... It's really in relationships. The importance of me time. How important is me time versus, well, me time in particular being separate from family time. So how do you feel about that? Like just you doing you and not you doing family time or you know, with your wife time. Like how do you navigate that? So I have a unique situation because anytime I get a chance to spend time with a wife, I'm all for it. But that's just, you know, due to the way we kind of doing things, but on a normal setting, a normal basis, I think you have to have that me time because if you're not right, you can't be right for her. You can't be right for the kids and you can't be right for the family. So I do think having that me time is important and understanding what that is, but not over, not overdoing it. Like you can't can't overindulge every day. I need some me time. I need some me time. A lot of fellas nowadays, especially this new generation of dudes, Meet times consist of video games with your friends playing yeah, Fortnite. Six hours on a, so is that, podcasting yeah, in the middle of the week. Uh, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but to me, but we helping people, you know. And when you're helping people, you do what you can. So I think your me time, it needs to be there. But you need to make sure that all your time isn't involved in your me time. Because if not, you lose them. Right. And it kind of speaks to... See like, what I did there? Yeah, me and them. And them. The Emmy is in them. I like to play on words. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, that's the same thing with having hobbies and and other things to do outside of your significant other. Like, you have to still be able to do those things so you can come back to the table and be like, hey, you know, you can talk you, about you actually, and it brings conversation. It brings conversation. Like, if I know what you did all this week to a T, because you talked about work, you talked about all the basic things that. I mean, we all got to go to work, right? Nobody wants to talk. Most people, I don't even talk to my wife about work a lot. Unless, like, something really is pissing her off or something's really pissing me off. We try to keep work at work and then family and whatever really matters there. But, like, if you have hobbies and other things that you can go out and do with your girls, I'm all for getting out, doing your thing. Because, for me, that's a big deal. Just even going out shopping. And- well, that's because you nasty. And you already know when she leaves what you're trying to do. Oh, I mean, yeah. Every, I mean, that's all dudes, man. As soon as, as soon as your lady leave the house, man, you, you turn on Pornhub or Tube 8. Whatever. Not me, babe. I don't do none of that. Well, he a damn lie. But, <laughs> but no, like I said, that me time is important. But also, you know what else I think is more important, too? I ain't going to say more important, but as important. Especially when you get in a relationship. And when I say relationship, I'm not saying that person you've been with for two months because y'all don't even know each other. Mm-hmm. Y'all still in that infatuation stage. When you're in a real relationship, a uh, marriage, or you've been around for some years, it's finding that y'all time. 
that time where y'all get together and get a chance to build. And sometimes kids, life, and work push the y'all time to the back to where you don't even realize how important it is to do something with your significant other. Right. Like we and were, that's something I got to work. I work on myself. Yeah, we were talking about it. Like, yeah, we have all these family trips lined up. And then uh, the last trip we actually went to, uh, where we, we went to Cancun, but we were without children. And that felt totally different than it's a whole all different trip. the other trips. Because when you take a trip on. with we kids, no you ain't on no trip. It ain't. It really isn't. It, it's a vacation. It's basically, it's basically babysitting abroad. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. And especially if you have the dynamic I have. I have two older kids, two younger kids. So yeah. you always have to be watching somebody or, you know, making sure one of them is doing the right thing. And that could, that could be nerve-wracking. Love your kids. It can. But, you know, going alone with your significant, planning something alone and it's, not just a kid of it. Kid it's event, key. that's key. So basically, we talk about, I mean, when you can sum it up and saying, yes, that me time is important. But make sure you get that y'all time, too. Because when you lose the y'all, it also hurts the me. And then you can never be the yeah, us. Like, y'all, y'all go out and look crazy. Like, you know, you can go out to the club with your wife and, and y'all both. I, I, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't mean, when, no. you, when you going out of yeah, town and, and y'all just trying to, to do adult activities and y'all both looking nuts because y'all don't even know what to do with your each other. swag is off because you don't do it enough. You know what I'm saying? You you going into the club, you looking outdated. You fully, you know, you fully dressed. You ain't your wife ain't showing a little skin. You know what I'm saying? Like get out here, date date each other, continue to do that. I don't do that as much. I know that, <laughs> but yeah, mind you, we're, we're not coming from a point of saying we're perfect. But yeah, these we, are things I that have, we noticed that we can do better, right? And we want y'all to do better too because at the end of the day, the goal is. For nobody, and I mean nobody, to be sleeping on the couch. So that brings us to another portion of where we have our coucher of the midweek. You know, usually we do a coucher of the week, but since we're showing another show, I got to have another coucher. Now, I have a nominee for coucher of the week, but I'm going to change it. He is chairer of the week. Okay. And that's Brand. <laughs> Go back to Brand. Brand, I mean. Brought this shit full circle. Wake up. What are you doing? I thought you supposed to know stuff. You, you could have told somebody. You, of all the battles of the fall asleep, you chose this one. Well, somebody should have told him, not today. <laughs> what do we tell Brand when it's time to go to sleep? Not today. And I may sound like a damn idiot, man, but I know he important to the show. But to be able to fall asleep during the entire battle and then wake up. That's narcolepsy with cataplexy. And then he thanked old boy and then old boy went and got killed. Theon, Theon, whatever his name is. Theon, great joy. But listen, Theon, he was overdue for dying. So the brand, you the coucher of the week, man. I mean, he had no penis. I mean, what, what left? He died. He technically died a long time ago. Yeah. You took the man's dignity. So basically, I mean, I think I think that pretty much sums up the midweek, man. Yeah, that's all I got, man. But uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Few of these series are gonna be over with, so either we'll be eating crow or we'll be, you know. And with our next cast, we will go over Endgame because by the end, if you ain't seen it, you out the game. Um, great movie, but we'll wait over and look to go over that. Also, we're trying to set up something new, man. If you got something you want us to talk about or you want to bring up, please give us a message, leave a comment. Are we gonna try to set up an email for y'all to leave a voice message? We might be able to play the voice message on air and answer your questions somewhat live. But we're just trying to cover everything here, man. So whatever you do, fellas, make sure you take care of your lady. Take care of them kids. Do what you're supposed to do. Ladies, y'all do the same. Because the couch 
is is unisex. Anybody can be put on the couch. So whatever you do, do what you're supposed to so you don't end up sleeping on the couch. From Hadrico to Fret, everybody else out there, and two times for Frank. Thank y'all for tuning in. See y'all next week. All right, we out.